Hey friends, welcome back to our Dream Big Nation podcast. As you know, I have, have been having so much fun interviewing my friends that have made that brave, brave leap from corporate into entrepreneurship. And today we're doing something a little different. We're also celebrating our Freedom Fridays. And I'm so blessed to introduce my friend and new uh, partner in marketing, Miss Heather Chi. Heather, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so honored to be here today. And I can't Absolutely. <laughs> well, let, let me, I want to take a minute and brag about my friend, Heather. So Heather and I met through a wonderful networking group. For those of you that haven't gotten involved in women's networking groups, they are golden. And Heather and I have only been friends for a couple of months, but she is helping me with my Pinterest marketing strategy. She is the queen of Pinterest. So that is some of the things that she's going to be sharing with us. But I want to just talk, Heather, about kind of your journey and give us a quick 411 on some of the ways that, you know, you developed as a woman in business and then how you made that pivot into running your own business. Yeah, really great uh, question. And so I'll kind of start with my little home, small town girl uh, from Connecticut turned to big city girl when she decided that, hey, you know what, I'm leaving that small town and going to the big city and this melting pot of people and learn about culture. And I actually uh, decided to go into the fashion world of things and went to Fashion Institute of Technology right on 7th Avenue. So it was heart of Manhattan, wonderful experience. And then it really got into the fashion industry. So it was fast paced, 10 years, working myself up the corporate ladder, many, many, many great opportunities throughout my time, met a lot of very talented folks, but I was in product development for majority of those 10 years and working with designers where I would kind of bring that sketch to life. So that was traveling the world and seeing a lot of interesting people and meeting different cultures. So that was a wonderful opportunity for me. But as I kind of kept building myself up on the ladder and learning all these great lessons, you know, I felt everybody has that beginning, right? But then they have that pivotal moment when they want to take that step and when they feel like life may be changing you in a different direction. And really that direction or that pivot for me was when my daughter was about to be born. I really started seeing the world through a different lens, right? I'm bringing this human into the world and me and my husband are actually going to raise her. So how do I make sure to do that? You know, with the demanding job uh, as, that I had, right? The whole team I was, you know, nurturing there uh, in the fashion industry. So that's when I said to myself, there might be more here that I need to explore, right? So <laughs> I kind of got my hands wet into some ideas because I knew, you know, I was always a creator, and I was also an analytical thinker. In those 10 years, I took about two years to really focus on buying. So to really understand the numbers part of business, right? So we could probably make much better uh, decisions for our businesses, right? Um, having that analytical mindset to drive those ideas um, and strategies. So I started thinking, okay, I have those two things. And wait, in those 10 years, I've been using Pinterest for fun, but I've also been using it for business. So thus it was kind of born this idea that, okay, wait, I can still be in a service industry, right? And help female entrepreneurs and mompreneurs really understand the power of Pinterest marketing. You know, Heather, you said something that actually struck me because you said that a lot of people, you know, at some point you have to pivot. And in reality, 
I think a lot of people think about that, but they don't actually do it. So some of what you've shared with me in your earlier, you know, kind of growing up, I think probably maybe prepared you a little bit more than others. And I think it's a really neat part of your story. Can you share that with our audience? Sure, sure. So to Lisa's point, you know, I feel like as we kind of have childhood growing up, right, and experiences, they kind of shape us right into the to the human and the idea that and how we perceive the world. When I was three years old, I was um, actually diagnosed with a back issue that was pretty extreme, where I had difficulty standing for long periods of time. And at first, my mom and my dad were like, well, are you just being a child? And you know, you can't stand up and it's kind of a game. And then they quickly realized like, ooh, something really isn't right here. And then we saw specialists and realized like the my back and my nerves had been growing incorrectly, thus was really causing the issue. It was a rare thing. And it was back in the early 90s. So, you know, technologies and wasn't sophisticated as far as health is concerned. So x-rays were like a big thing, you know, back then. But so what I did is I had to have a surgery, a major surgery that young at three years old, a full back fusion. I had a full body cast that I was in that as part of that recovery for six months. So as a real young child, I had to really, if you will, grow up and really understand what it's like to conquer, you know, this thing that you can't control. It was just something that happened in my life. And, you know, even after, you know, I was struggling, right, as I'm in a full body cast, I'm missing my time as I'm kind of supposed to be starting, you know, school as a young as a young child. So I'm learning really by bedside. And, you know, when I'm going out, it's with a wheelchair. And then I started realizing like how it felt uh, to really be different from people and how, how they long, were- how long was that period that you were, you know, kind of from beginning to end? So that was uh, a couple of years of uh, right. from the time the surgery, the recovery, learning how to walk again. So you're at a young age from that three to five time frame. You're you're learning all these like hard lessons that maybe adults should, you know, you would think when you're an adult, you would be learning those things. So I I guess I had to mature in a sense and very quickly, but I did learn what it was like to be different. Right. And people might not understand that and really pick that out as like, you know, I remember being in a mall with my mom and, and kids and even adults pointing and saying, wow, what's wrong with her? And of course, it's coming from a place of concern. But I think that's what really drove me to say, wow, I really want to go into fashion for that reason, because I wanted people to be able to have confidence in who they were by putting out that extravagant outfit, right? And giving them that extra confidence they may not have if they didn't have such a great, you know, wardrobe. And so that's also what drove me from a service industry perspective, too. I mean, even as I've kind of traveled into this Pinterest world of things, right? It's still a visual representation, right? It's not clothing as the, but it's more graphics, right? Oh, and absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of a long-winded explanation, but it's really shaped me in who I am and uh, to really understand differences in people and not to be afraid of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you also talked about you really you were very purposeful in your shift because you you looked at the skills that you had developed in corporate and that it sounds like what you were good at and you enjoyed. I think a lot of people, they, they look at the lifestyle that maybe these entrepreneurs have and they think that I just, how could I ever get there? You know, how could I achieve that? 
And yet, really, if you put a plan together, just like you would anything working for somebody else, it really doesn't have to be as risky as people think. So talk us through that, you know, kind of that evolution. Okay, I decided I want to exit. Now, what did you do to purposely put your plan in place? There's a lot of parts uh, to that. And just like you mentioned, a lot of people probably think about it, right? And then it's more like, well, I'm kind of going against the grain of society, you know, and it's so much easier sometimes to stay in that comfortable salary and that, and, you know, that kind of life that is, again, like society norm. But I think step one for me was the realization that could I really do this? You know, I'm sitting on the train and the subway and I'm having these thoughts and you're like, got your coffee in hand and you're like, is this really just me in a moment? Right. And I think when I'm accepting that, right. As like, no, I'm serious. Like I could really do this. I think you, the first part is really getting over that fear. And I think fear for a bunch of different reasons, fear. Can I actually do this? Right. Fear. Can I follow through and be successful fear of when I'm talking to others, whether that be family or friends and say, Hey, I'm going to be doing this you know, maybe not getting those traditional, Hey, great job, you know, like go for it. And I'm, again, I'm saying that people probably, they did support me, but you know, we always had that internalized fear. So really it was step one was really getting over that fear. And then step two was really like, okay, well, if I'm know that eventually I'm exiting, what can I do now to give myself that confidence in order to kind of work towards that goal before I fully shift? So it was really getting my feet wet into some freelance uh, courses to really understand what it took. You know, I knew working for a lot of these great corporations that I'd worked for in, in the fashion world, really about process and, you know, the basics to be successful in a company, the basis of communication and teamwork. So really kind of taking all of those and and putting it pen to paper, right? So it's like, how and who am I going to target to help is really a big step as well. I think being as focused as you can, sometimes I feel like we get into it, we want to pivot, and then we kind of have the whole world. We want to help so many but I feel like to be smart about it, we really need to narrow. And that's so that's kind of what I did. Put the pen to the paper, got through those freelance courses, got a couple more expertise courses under my belt from a Pinterest standpoint, built my website. And so I'm like, OK, this stuff is really coming to fruition. And then the, the biggest part was getting out there, making that announcement over social media, which, you know, it's almost like this big elephant in the room that you're like, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And I ended up just updating a picture with my logo and I wasn't ready to post the story, but yet people were like commenting on it, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So, you know, again, once again, it's that fear. I feel like that constant fear, but if we conquer and we are able to say, wow, that fear is completely gone. Like that was me making that up in my head. You suddenly realize you're in this new world and literally it's at your fingertips. Why, why is that? Do you think that we have that fear? Because, you know, you think about it whenever someone starts a new job, I mean, you're, you're drinking from a fire hose. Why, why do you think people are not taking the leap more, more often? What's your opinion on that? I think again, it's really about fear and risk. And then Mm -hmm. I also think a lot of it has to do with Right now, I guess we're kind of changing with COVID, but like when I was doing this, it was, you know, pre-COVID. So I feel like we're in this world of like trying to keep to society norms and understanding like how to fit that in your life, 
But a lot of us sit, I feel, I feel, and don't really, we're blocked from really achieving that true passion that we're meant to do because we're kind of stuck in this basket box, if you will, of like keeping to the society norms, you know? So it's a little bit, I feel, inhibitance to what we could potentially do. Um, yeah. And I think I, my observation is your generation, you're how, how old are you? That's not a very polite question to ask a lady, but <laughs> I have you, I'll have you guess and I'll say yes. <laughs> I would say late twenties, early thirties. Thirty, so you know. Okay, okay. Because okay. you know, I mean, I'm the, I'm almost fifty, sister. I'll be fifty in January. You look so good. I can't. Well, I thank can't. you. Well, but no. But my point is, I mean, I think it's fabulous that your generation is really, I think, more, more often than not, sort of hitting a place like, okay, you know, this corporate thing, it's good. I've, I've hit you know, some reasonable success, but really taking that risk on themselves, like how exciting is that? And how, how it's a very different world. I want to touch on, because you and I have talked about this a little bit, you know, don't get me wrong. I've had some amazing leaders and counterparts in corporate. There is a different feel in the entrepreneurial space. And it's a, a feeling of really constantly my observation is paying it forward to others and lifting each other up. And I want to hear what's been your experience in that space. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I do think just in a corporate world, a corporate environment, right, where it's a place that can be of healthy competition, but many times we can also see the nasty part of that, I feel, and and not really have that support. Not to say along the way, in my fashion career, I had many people that were very supportive and, and mentors, but direct people I may have been working with, that's, I feel like, breeded in that corporate environment. But as I kind of shift to that solopreneur, I really have to say, like, it's so inspiring because you're meeting, you're networking with individuals who have completely different businesses that they are so willing to say, hey, when I was at that part of the road, this is what I did. And there's just that constant collaboration. If you're and you can all do this now virtually, right? So you can be in the space of your own home, be with your family, your child's on the floor playing, and you're networking with somebody across the world who's helping you say, you know what, I can put out a helping hand. Or just, again, it's a fostered environment. So you're going to these um, conventions where there's a lot of other people and they're for a certain cause, right? So it's uh, already fostering that great environment of positivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I love how you, you really have chosen a marketing space that I really didn't know very much about. And what appealed to me was that it, it seems there's a really great audience pool that is somewhat untapped in a lot of ways compared to some of the maybe more traditional, you know, on entrepreneurial avenues like Facebook and Instagram, things like that. Tell us, give us some just pure brass tacks stats about Pinterest and what people might be surprised to learn. Yeah. So again, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said unsaturated markets. And just to give you some stats off the top of the head, when we're talking a global number and a monthly active users, there's 400 million. 
And that's an active user number. And that keeps going up. I mean, from when I started this, this was like around 300 million. Uh, So it's definitely been increasing. So, you know, you capture a lot of uh, network. If you look at just the US markets, you're looking at, let's say you're looking at females, right? Eight out of 10 moms are pinners on Pinterest within the US markets. Even 40% of US dads are actually on Pinterest, believe it or not, looking at do-it-yourself projects, whether that be for home or with their kids, home improvement. And even from a perspective, if you're looking at US market total social media users, about only 28% of them are on Pinterest. So once again, yes, that sounds like a little number, but at the same time, that really shows us the non-saturation and the ability to really get in now and really understand how to leverage yourself in an environment where you're maybe not like in an Instagram setting where you're competing against one, two million people per hashtag. I mean, this is a real unique way to like visually represent your brand and really get that message out there. And she makes people look so pretty online. She's Heather's creating my presence for Pinterest. So stay tuned, friends. It's coming out soon. (laughs) And she, what I love about your process is I truly felt you really were taking the time to get to know me first and my unique, maybe some differentiators about what I I am hoping to, how I'm hoping to serve people. And you just put, you made it so pretty. It's just, it's, I can't wait till people start to get to see it. And, but you know, what's interesting, Heather, is I notice personally, I've really, I'm a relatively new entrepreneur myself and there's so much you can say yes to, and there's so much you can spend your money on. And I love how you've really just truly taken your gifts that you had developed in corporate. You put a business together around statistics and facts. I think a lot of times people are afraid to take a leap because of the risk, but you really, it's a very calculated risk. And my experience, you know, the the successful entrepreneurs, that's definitely the way they've approached it. Now you, you also have a really, you know, great way to help women think about that harmony in their home life. And I know that you're going to be starting something new in that space. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, thank you. So I wanted to also and um, really put myself out there as far as what my journey has been. I know we've kind of touched upon that. You know, that was really that one of the pivots of my life when I decided to go corporate to really, you know, be my solopreneur. And and there was a part of that that really also hit psychologically, right? So I was so accomplished in my career and so successful. And it was like always a point those people would say, How are you doing? And you're always like, great, my job's doing this. This is what I've been doing. And when you don't have that, when you're kind of in that in-between period, when I was building up the business, my own business, you kind of feel that you might not be as needed in this world like you once were because you're not contributing to anything at that moment in time. And so that really hit me hard, even though I know I was starting to raise a human and that was in itself, lots of coffee needed and the whole thing. But, you know, as you start to say and question your purpose, right? So that I started connecting with other moms and that's kind of how, you know, that were going through the similar situation where they were starting their own businesses. So that also helped, but I felt what a better way to really talk about my whole full journey and talk about, you know, home life as a mom, struggles as a mom, 
real stuff. You know, sometimes I feel like we've become so society wise to show this perfect life that everyone has these perfect filtered pictures. And I want to get into the raw part of that and really say like, this is the real stuff. Like my house isn't going to be clean all the time. There's toys everywhere. You know, so that is really birthed this idea of this blog that I'm going to be adding into as an extension of who I am into my business called uh, Dear Mama Harmony. Um, And it's going to be about really my life coming into harmony. And and that's a constant thing, right? So I'm always trying to find balance. And how have I been imbalanced to rebalance? And, uh, you know, so we'll touch upon things that'll be specific to Pinterest and in more of that business setting, but there'll be a lot of meat on really home life and family and, and really going through that corporate to entrepreneur journey. I love that. You, I got to meet your husband, lovely man. And I think an observation I have in my own journey with my family is it's really definitely important to recruit your, your partner to your business. So tell me about, you know, what you did to sort of prepare as a family for this kind of exit strategy, if you will, obviously your daughter was born at the kind of the same time, but there must've been things that you did then that you continue to do now to help you both be getting what you need from this now home business that you run. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, my husband is amazing and thank you, God. I I found a great man. Um, He really is wholeheartedly makes me my, my best other half and has been so supportive, but it's funny because when you kind of look at our story as a couple, you'll see the similar Patan past. So it was really when I was working in fashion, we actually met funny enough. He did, he wasn't working in fashion directly. He was working more of the buying numbers side of things. So, but he was unfulfilled and his life and his sister had cancer and it really hit him hard. And he said, you know what, I want to take this lemon and make a lemonade story and go back to school. And I want to be a physician assistant. So it's funny because when we met, we probably only had like six months together of truly him never being in school. And then it was like, Hey, I'm going full time. And you know, it was almost like we took a risk. So I was like, okay, well, I'm making good salary. So let's try to make this work. I mean, as we as time elapsed, and we moved in together, it was a little more appropriate for me to take on that financial burden more. So you know, I kind of at the same time, I was working hard and getting multiple jobs getting, you know, salary increases to support that. But he went and he finished. And you know, I, I we'd already at that point had talks and said, there's got to be some shift, you know, once you're done. And it was really, like I said, like that baton pass. And it was like, he was so supportive. He's like, I'll do whatever it takes. And now, you know, it's great because as I'm building up my business, right, we have the ability to be financially stable in that sense from, you know, the savings that we have from when I was being the workhorse and now with him being kind of taking that uh, lead for the moment. And, you know, as we kind of work this together, but it's truly, truly great. Like you said, if getting who you're, you're with a partner on board is really your support, right? Because they're almost the first person to hear about this, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. They probably sometimes get sick of us talking about it. Yes. <laughs> he's probably become a Pinterest expert and didn't even know he was going to be. Oh my gosh. He's like, oh, he zones out. It's like we talk our own languages. He'll be sitting there at the dinner table, you know, talking medical terms. And I'm just like, okay, like. Right. <laughs> well, what's cool about what you guys have done is he really is an entrepreneur as well, because even though he is a PA, 
he's really taken more the the consultant approach to it, which I think is great. So you really have both hired yourself, which I just applaud you. And that's what we're celebrating here on Freedom Friday. That's the whole premise behind it. So tell us, you know, we're almost running out of time, but I want I want our listeners to to hear about the freedom you found, the joy that you found, the the I know I know solopreneurship can be difficult because you still have the hours that you have, but compared to corporate, what has surprised you? What has fulfilled you, you know, things like that. Yeah, I would say the balance, right? That harmony that I was kind of talking about earlier. And the fact is, is that the the scales were so tilted one way when I was working corporate, right? You're almost married to your job. It was constant, especially with me working with overseas, who was 12 hours difference. Even when you're home, you're still working. And not to say now I'm not working, you know, some hours, but there's a lot more of a true balance. So there's the ability to sit down with my daughter when she's playing, you know, and really enjoy those moments as she's kind of growing up. And, And with my husband's business, you know, with him, like you said, having that ability to really own his own schedule, he sees his patients, but maybe there's a morning where we just want to sit for an hour and have coffee together before he's off. And it's those moments you treasure. And so again, having that ability to have that family balance, right. And that flexibility. So it's like, Hey, you know what, today I might work, wake up at 4am. I'm getting in my workout right before the little one gets up. And then I've gotten my work and my emails done. And now when she's finally up, we can take a solid couple hours to really like like enjoy time together. And I think really that's the beauty. That's, you know, one of the whys, of course, is why I started into this whole thing as well was for her. And and as she grows, I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. And the fact that we'll be able to have the ability to see her play sports or go, you know, drama or do music and, and not have to miss out on those. I feel like that's, it's, you know, the driving force of, you don't have to ask permission of anyone. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You are in control. You are your own you team. Are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Well, I am just so I've been having such a good time working with you and seeing what you've created. And I would so encourage our listeners to check out Heather. Tell us, tell us, Heather, how to best get hold of you for our yes. listeners that would like to work with you and some of the things that you can offer them. Sure. So I, I have a website, so I definitely encourage you to go there. And that's uh, www.heatherchi, and that's C-H-E-E.com. You can definitely learn about me, my story, and see those additional services that I can offer. But from a Pinterest standpoint, I can offer anything from, hey, you know, I've been on Pinterest. I'm not really seeing those results. Come take an audit. We can really talk and dove into the, the logistics of me why things aren't working. There could be a lot of reasons. And, you know, I, so I could offer those services or if you're just like, I'm in need of everything, right? So can you take over my monthly management? I'm here for that. I've got uh, coaching calls that we can do. I, you know, and we spend hours on one specific topic so that you really feel like you're, you're getting a lot and you're an expert. And, you know, I really just love to educate, right? So a lot of people say Pinterest, Pinterest, what? Uh, 
I, I go there for, you know, recipes. I go there for, you know, home decor, but my business. So I'd love to educate to really give you a snapshot of like what that could look like for, for your uh, business and how we could visually represent you. Another great way is on Facebook. I have a business page. I post a lot of free tips out there or any videos I've done. And you can just search Heather Chi dash Pinterest management uh, and you can find uh, me there. But uh, I also take emails. So, and that's H-T-C-H-E-E dot P-I-N at gmail.com. I love it. And we're going to, we're going to include all these in our, in our newsletter as well. So Heather, you and I are out of time. I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Friends, we just love celebrating these people that have taken that brave leap to hire themselves. I am so blessed to be part of your day. As you know, all of these conversations are you know, helping me in my own journey. And I hope it's doing the same for you. If um, you want to catch up on previous podcasts, go to dreambignationpodcast.com and Lisa Williams Co. for a bunch of information about the programs that we offer. Heather, thank you so much, honey. It's been so nice seeing you and catching up with you and, and helping people hear your story. I love it. Well, thank you, Lisa. It's been an honor. And thank you for all that you do for everybody. So I'm so honored to have called you a client to be able to collaborate together. Absolutely. Everybody needs to call Heather. She's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, friends, bless you in this amazing life journey. Can't wait to see you soon.